at it again. Can't stop, won't stop. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out Premier Athlete Advisors, all your 2018 NFL Draft prospects. Uh, Premier Athlete Advisors is definitely recommended by the NFL Draft Bible.com. Also, uh, College Gridiron Showcase, check us out, cgsallstar.com. As you may or may not know, I serve as Director of Player Personnel for the College Gridiron Showcase. We had 130 scouts down there this year, 111 from the NFL. Our guest today was one of those standouts from the week of uh, practice down at the College Gridiron Showcase. We're going to welcome him on in just a moment. Then also, Parabolic Performance and Rehab, check out goparabolic.com. Uh, brand-new world-class training facility opening in Manalapan, New Jersey, home of their 2018 NFL draft prep class. And, of course, NFLDraftBible.com. Nobody does it better. Bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. Uh, we were there with you from the all-star circuit uh, down to the, all, you know, to the pro day circuit and everywhere in between. And now we're here on the Player Spotlight Show uh, with the guest here today, a combine snub, but what did he do? He said, no invite, no problem. Uh, a bunch of teams came out to his pro day workout where he had, quite honestly, the, the best running back performance overall in the nation on this year's pro day circuit. So we're going to welcome him into the hotline right now. And he's Georgia Southern running back, Matt Breida. He joins us right now. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking some time out of your hectic schedule and, uh, Let's start with that pro day we just mentioned. Some pretty good results there. Were you happy with your performance? Yes, uh, thanks for having me. And, uh, yes, I was uh, I was very happy with my performance. Uh, you know, it was raining. I wanted to run a 4-2 in the 40, but, um, you know, I ran a 4-3, so that was solid. And uh, I hit everything else I wanted to hit. So uh, it was overall a good day. Yeah, they had you in the 4-3 the range, which is pretty fast. Uh, you know, we had you at 190 pounds at the College Gridiron Showcase. I think you came in at 195. Uh, five foot nine, uh, forty-two inch vertical jump, eleven two broad, four three four shuttle, six eight five in the El Cone drill. I mean, these are pretty impressive numbers. And and for whatever it's worth, you know, you would have been first in the vertical jump, first in the broad jump. Had you been invited to Indianapolis, even on the bench press, twenty-three reps would have finished, put you third. Uh, so you know, I have to ask, was this? a product of your training and preparation? Uh, did you have similar numbers and, and kind of just built off that? What was the NFL draft preparation and training like for you? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, um, big part was, you know, just putting on the weight and being able to keep the power and the speed. Um, you know, I've been training down in D1 Tampa, and that's all I've been focused on, explosion and speed. And, um, you know, they were a big part of, you know, why I had those numbers. Um, I was always explosive. But I was I was always powerful, but uh, they took it to a whole nother level. And, uh, you know, I did what I had to do on Pro Day. And explosion and speed is definitely one of your fortes. Now, you've had uh, incredible production throughout your career, Matt, uh, taking, taking it back to 2014, 2015, mm -hmm. uh, over 3,000 yards rushing, uh, 34 total touchdowns. And then this past season, you know, NFL teams are going to ask or the draft Nick community out there, they might be hearing about you for the first time. They're going to go and look into your story and say, what the heck happened this past year? Only 646 yards rushing. So let's get it from the horse's mouth. Give your version of the story. And why do you think that you were not utilized as much this past season? I know it was a down year 
for the Georgia Southern football program overall. But, uh, you know, NFL teams, I'm sure, are, are asking you and want to know, and what has been your response? Well, uh, you know, my friends definitely has been, you know, I've had three head coaches since I've been at Georgia Southern. Um, all different schemes of uh, running the offense, um, the triple option. Um, first, when I came in there, you know, it was a true triple option, the one that Georgia Tech runs. Then we came in there with Coach Fritz, and we ran the spread option. And then we had uh, Coach Summers, you know, my last year, senior year. And uh, he was more of a pro-style um, offense guy who, you know, wanted to add the option to it. And, you know, um, you know, with him, you know, being a first-year head coach, you know, he was just trying to get adjusted and uh, do the best he could with the offensive schemes. Uh, he's a great uh, defensive coach, and he's only going to get better on offense. So, you know, I feel like that was a big part of, you know, why, you know, I feel like not only my numbers, but overall, you know, just the team numbers had dropped my uh, senior year. And definitely, you know, dealing with a whole new offensive line. Um, we only had one starter coming back my senior year on the offensive line. So, um, you know, it was definitely, uh, definitely, you know, a, a big, you know, grind to, you know, ax. And, um, you know, we just got to get past it. Yeah, not easy for yourself because you're being very kind to the coaching staff there. I've I've talked to a few team insiders over there, and they've told me that at times, you know, you weren't getting any kind of carries or touches, and it was kind of head-scratching. So we'll, we'll just leave that out there as it is, and, and we'll move on. But, you know, overall, uh, almost 4,000 career rushing yards. You, you average seven yards a carry, 40 career touchdowns. And, you know, quite a few teams came out to your pro day workout. I went back and, and checked uh, with some of my sources, but I know the Falcons, Redskins, Seahawks, Chiefs, Jets, Colts, Browns, mm-hmm. Raiders uh, were confirmed. What was the feedback yeah. like? Were you or your agent able to talk to any teams? Have you gathered any feedback from teams in terms of, of what they like about your game and, and how you might fit in at the next level? Uh, yes, you know, definitely, you know, a lot of teams, you know, they wanted to know whether I could, you know, do punt returns, kick returns, and definitely, you know, get out of slot. And, you know, I told them I'd be more than comfortable that even though we didn't throw the ball that much at Georgia Southern, I could still catch, you know, I'm a versatile uh, player. I feel myself as an athlete, you know, I'm a football player, so I can play any position. And, um, you know, on the other hand, you know, I had great uh, feedback from all the teams that were there, uh, the Seahawks, the Redskins, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jets, all of them had great things to say. You know, they were really impressed with my numbers and uh, how explosive I was. And, you know, and a lot of them said, you know, they'll be in touch. And, you know, there's the kind of guy I'm looking for coming from, you know, a small school, but, you know, he's a big-time player. And no doubt about it, you said it right. We're talking to uh, Matt Breida, running back from Georgia Southern. Uh, one of our standout performers down at the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, it was a pleasure watching you, Matt. And I would say that in terms of our running backs, I mean, you had probably the most wow plays where – uh, you know, I I was doing a million things at once, but every time I looked up, seems like you you were shaking a guy there, shaking a guy there, showing off that agility. And you know, people who might not be familiar with your game at first glance, they take a look and say, "Hey, he's five foot nine. He's more of a slasher type of role." But I think down there in front of thirty NFL teams, you kind of proved you could you could keep it between the tackles if that's what an NFL team asks you to do. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. You know, and I pride that on my game. You know, I'm not just a, a speed runner. You know, I'm more than happy to go inside. Uh, we ran a lot of inside zone at Georgia Southern and had a lot of success, you know. And uh, like I said, I'll do whatever uh, what any NFL team asks me to do. Now, with the NFL draft preparation, the combine training, obviously there's positional work involved. Uh, what what were mm-hmm. some of the aspects of your game that you wanted to work on trying to improve? What did you do to help get better? You mentioned – you know, maybe not too many receiving opportunities out of the backfield there at Georgia Southern. Was that something that you, that you worked on a little bit more because of that? Take us through that process and, and what you worked on getting better at. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I really focus on, you know, my whole pass game, you know, whether it comes to running routes or pass blocking. 
uh, like you said, we didn't do a lot of that at Georgia Southern, and um, that was one of the big emphasis I did in position work was, you know, work on my route running, getting out of slot more, and uh, definitely, you know, in the backfield pass blocking because, you know, you got to be a, a good pass blocker at the next level to be overall great running back. So um, all those things I just mentioned, you know, I've been working on. So, you know, tell me, I mean, you have, certainly you showed off some of that strength on the bench press, but, how, you know, how about your pass protection? Was that a role that the team felt confident in? Did they leave you in there on, on third down passing situations for that press, press, uh, pass pro? Oh, yes, most definitely. Um, you know, I was able to, you know, learn all the schemes, well, pick up all the schemes, you know, and definitely know who I had to get, especially, you know, when the quarterback made check. So, um, you know, they definitely felt more comfortable leaving me there in third down. And like I say, you know, I just want to work on it even more because, you know, like I said, that aspect of the next level is so important because um, you pass so much in the NFL. you got to be great at it. Now, Georgia Southern, we mentioned earlier in the show, maybe uh, probably not the expectations or goals met that you had going into the season. I know you guys went to a couple bowl games there. But take me through what it was like this past season, um, not meeting expectations, and what it was like behind closed doors in the locker room, you know, through tough times. Sometimes, you know, the senior leaders have to rally the troops. they got to wrangle up the underclassmen, keep it together, and, and kind of guide some of the younger players on the team. So I have to ask, you know, being a team leader, what kind of leadership skills uh, do you display? Are you a guy uh, lead by example? Do you pull a guy aside? A little combination of both? How do you uh, lead guys, Matt? Um, I would definitely say, you know, I'm definitely more lead by example guy. Um, you know, I definitely will get on someone if I have to. And, you know, one of the biggest things I learned, George Southern, you know, it's a brotherhood, you know, no matter if you're a scout team player or a starter, you know, everyone's close, everyone's together. And, uh, you know, we learned that through different, have definitely having uh, three different head coaches since I've been there, the um, adversity we had to face and just get through everything together. You know, no matter how the season's going or no matter, you know, if you're having a bad day, you know, you got to realize, wake up, you know, it's probably going to, the sun's going to rise tomorrow and you know, got to have a great day. So um, that's what we focus on the season, you know, just one game at a time, you know, no matter how the season went, we always played for each other and, you know, definitely played for uh, the coaches and the coaches made sure we stayed together. And, you know, even though we didn't have the season we wanted to, you know, everything happens for a reason and, uh, you know, God always has a plan. So, uh, you know, I feel like there's better things for George Southern to come. Now you mentioned three head coaching changes, which means, uh, constantly learning a new playbook and, and having to spend more time in the film room. And I believe, you know, one of the transitions from high school to college, I think players, they evolve in their, their film study. You know, uh, when they come from out of high school, they think they study film, but then when they come to college, they realize there's a whole lot more <laughs> film you can study. So talk about how you progress with your film study, how much of a, part of, uh, of an aspect is it on a weekly game plan type of situation do you do you guys spend extra time did the running backs get together outside of practice and, and meet in the film room uh, what what's your film study habits like oh especially you know that, that's a huge thing a lot of high school guys you know don't understand is just the film study overall you probably put you know 40 hours a week just in the film room um, watching film and that's such a big aspect and you know we would have tests um, before the games we'd have tests during the week and, you know, like you said, all the running backs, we meet up after practice with the coach, um, get in the film room and at least do another, you know, hour of uh, film work, not including another five hours of film work we did earlier that day. So it is a big part of the game, you know, just learning the techniques because, you know, just as a running back, it's so important to know what defensive front they're in because if they're in a three technique or a nine, you know, it could change, you know, what where you're going to hit the hole out of where you're going to run, especially in his own scheme. So just, you know, learning that and definitely the passing scheme, like I said, who to pick up, whether it be the buck, you know, the corner, the safety, 
just, you know, all those things, you know, really factor in at the next level. And um, I feel like, you know, I had a great coaches at Georgia Southern that helped me um, to advance my level in that aspect, and um, I'm only going to get better at it. Yeah, sounds like you definitely uh, are heading in the right direction. You know, we talked about the whole NFL draft process and um, not going to a bowl game. It's been almost probably about four months now since you've actually suited up for a game. It probably feels like four years. What's yeah. it been like for you? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not you're not you're not studying a playbook. You don't have a team. You don't have a playbook to study. Uh, it's a different kind of testing for these. You know, training for measurables. It's more of a daily mental grind. Uh, are you a guy? You know, that kind of has been trying to enjoy the moment. At times, you know, I know it can be very stressful. Uh, now you you have two weeks, fifteen days to go until the draft kicks off. You kind of stuck in limbo land waiting. I mean, how has the draft process been for you? Has it been an emotional roller coaster? You are, are you more of an even keel guy? Uh, take us through your mindset. Uh, you know, definitely I've just been, you know, enjoying, you know, the whole process. Um, like I said, you got to love this game, especially going to the next level, the be one, being uh, wanting able to play it because, uh, you know, waking up at, you know, six in the morning, four in the morning, going, running, working out, and, you know, doing all those things, and it's not for everybody. And like I said, you got to love this game. So I've just been enjoying the moment, enjoying the process. Um, I think the most stressful part has been, you know, just, you know, working all the way towards pro day because, you know, you're training 12 weeks for probably about two hours on one day. So um, that's probably been the most stressful part. But, uh, you know, I got through that. I put up good numbers. And now, you know, I'm just enjoying the rest of the process. Um, you know, you know, listening to teams, they want me to come in and do workouts. Um, I'll be Friday, I'll be going to the uh, Bucks for their local day. So, you know, I'm just enjoying the process, you know, and, um, you know, just having fun with it. All right, very good. So we have uh, Tampa Bay Bucks local day in the mix coming up for Matt Burita, running back from Georgia Southern. And you mentioned uh, the small school name, but big time game, Matt. I mean, do you feel a lot of times I talk to guys from the smaller schools, and, and let's be honest, ESPN and NFL Network, they're not talking about Matt Burita right now. Do you kind of feel that chip on your shoulder uh, wearing that small school label? Oh yes, I definitely feel like you know all small guys, all small, uh, small school guys do. Um, just because we're on the SEC or ACC, you know, we don't get as much media attention, but you know, it doesn't mean we're just as good as those guys. So, you know, all of us definitely have a chip on our shoulder, and uh, you know, we want to prove to the rest of the world that uh, you know we can show them that you know we're just as good as those guys. And of course, playing there in the Sun Belt Conference, you guys have had your fair share of tough opponents, uh, inside and outside of the conference. And, and now that we've had a little bit of time to kind of let the college career sink in as you reflect and look back and, and whether it's an individual player or an overall team, who's a, a one or two tough opponents that you faced in your career throughout the past four, several seasons? So uh, definitely first and foremost, I would say uh, West Virginia when we played with uh, Carl Joseph and them, uh, their secondary that year was crazy. And, um, you know, just speed of their defense and just, you know, how they had it schemed up. I, I don't even think we scored a touchdown that game. And that was, you know, one of the few games where we never uh, scored at all. So um, definitely, you know, we'll give my hats off to them. They had a great team that year. And then, you know, I definitely would say uh, the University of Georgia. We played in my junior year. We went overtime with them. Uh, that was a tough game. Uh, you know, definitely uh, playing with all those guys. I think they had two defensive ends that uh, one of them went first round. The other one went, I think, the second or third round. So just playing with those guys, you know, and just, you know, in the atmosphere, it was just great. And uh, like, you, like you said, going against great competition, it's always fun. And I'm looking forward to it at the next level. 
Yeah, definitely some beef up front there on that Georgia defensive line. How about if there's an NFL scout listening right now and they want to go uh, pop in some game film on you? Give give me a game or two uh, that you would recommend to the NFL scout, uh, one of your top performances. What, what game film should they pop in and watch on you? Uh, I would definitely say uh, my Western Michigan game. Uh, that probably was my best game um, overall, you know, just from every play standpoint uh, of the season. Um, over my career, you know, I believe I had like four touchdowns that game. I had like six carries for like a hundred and like eighty-seven yards. So um, that'd definitely be a game, you know. They're uh, you know probably wanting to watch, especially you know that West Michigan. You know, they were ranked this year and went undefeated during the season. So uh, definitely a good quality opponent, and uh, you know that'd be the game field. You know, I want them to watch. All right, there you have it. We're talking to Georgia Southern running back Matt Breida here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host Rick Saratella here. RIC and the place to be at the NFL Draft Bible Headquarters in New Jersey. Of course, we'll be down in Philadelphia for on-location coverage of the upcoming 2017 NFL Draft. Uh, the extravaganza down there in Philadelphia, they got the street closures already, closing an uproar. Um, Matt, I got to ask, you know, what what um, are your plans for the NFL Draft weekend? Everybody does something different. Some people go out fishing and don't want to be bothered. Other players sit there and watch the entire thing. Uh, more likely than not, you'll probably know your destination. You're more of a day three guy in, until you kind of find out where you're heading. Um, but, hey, you mm-hmm. never know. But what, what what will the draft weekend be like for you? Do you, do you have you gotten that far yet? Uh, yes, I definitely know just plan on staying home uh, with my fiance. You know, no just being at our house, have my family over there. And just watching the entire draft, like you said, you know, it's an awesome process. And uh, I'll just be waiting to uh, get my name called. All right, very good. And, you know, speaking of your family, I mean, you know, just doing some background and research on you, you have more one of the more uh, fascinating stories in terms of your personal life. And it, and it makes, you know, keeps everything in perspective when we talk about the game of football. But I know mm-hmm. uh, your parents, your, your father um, – had a battle of meningitis and suffered some brain damage from that. Your mom, from my understanding, is in a wheelchair now due to a to a car accident. Uh, definitely no stranger to adversity. What what was it like, you know, just in terms of building character and going through that off the field adversity and, and dealing with tough times at such a young age? What was that like for you? Um, you know, it's definitely challenging. You know, it's hard at times, you know, when you see your parents like that. And um, especially, you know, when you're younger and you can't work, you can't really help them out as much as you want to. So it was hard, but, you know, definitely taught me a lot growing up, like you said, how to get through adversity, you know, just appreciate life. You know, um, they adopted me when I was uh, soon as I was born at the hospital. So I'm very lucky for that because, you know, I could have no parents right now and could be on a whole nother track in life. So I'm very grateful for them. Um, they always gave me everything that they could in life and uh, always were there for me. They never ever forced me to play any sports, you know, and I always wanted to, you know, play football and you make it to, you know, the NFL just to take care of them, you know, just for everything they've done for me in my life and uh, just the opportunity they gave me. Uh, it sounds like you're a, a great person, a great individual, and I look forward to you getting to share that moment with your family come NFL draft weekend and finding out where you're going to suit up on Sundays. We're looking forward to that. I know here in New Jersey there's a couple of New York teams that could use a running back or two, so uh, maybe who knows. Maybe you'll land in my neck of the woods and, and you'll have the lowdown on uh, all the places to eat in New Jersey. I can tell you that. But uh, oh, sticking, yeah. to the, <laughs> sticking to the off the field 
stuff. I mean, give us a little insight on, on yourself, you know, off the playing field. What do you like to do with your free time? Do you have any hobbies? Maybe tell us something uh, that we might not know about Matt Breida. Um, you know, I definitely just like, you know, spend time with my fiance. You know, she's a big part of my life. Um, you know, big reason why, you know, I am who I am today. She's always supported me, always been there for me as far as football goes, and, you know, just know how important I am. Uh, honestly, I'm probably, you know, probably a boring guy. I don't really go out too much. Um, I don't really do too much. I'll sit home, you know, watch Netflix or watch the news, you know, just, you know, sit around. And like I said, I just like to relax, you know, because this game's, you know, so taxing on the body and, um, you know, it's just hard mentally. So there's any time I get to relax, you know, I just like to relax and uh, probably take a nap. <laughs> hey, sounds like a good game plan. And, uh, you know, I'm in a similar situation. Congratulations on the engagement. Now I know for, Thank on you. our end, it's been it's been damn near impossible to try to plan a wedding while the NFL draft process is going on, and I'm going to kind of wait for the dust to settle in May on on my end to kind of start the planning. But what, what's it been like for you and your fiance? Have you guys had any kind of time to even plan or set a date there? How how you guys doing with that process? Uh, we're doing actually pretty good with that process. Um, you know, we're planning on having an engagement party soon, and then uh, I believe we're getting a date ready for uh, March of uh, 2018. Uh, probably going to want to do it probably sometime the week of, like, the 20th, probably that Friday or Saturday. So uh, we definitely uh, have a date set in mind. And, you know, we're just, like I said, we're happy. You know, we're uh, moving along in that process, and everything's going good. All right, there you go. He's a man with the plan on and off the field. He's Matt Breida, the running back out of Georgia Southern, uh, taking some time out of his schedule here to join us on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. Matt, we're going to uh, wind it down here. Last question for you. We wrap up every show on this note. But uh, I want you to tell me why an NFL team should draft you come NFL Draft Weekend. Uh, you know, they should definitely draft me because, uh, like, like you said, I'm a game changer. Um, I'm a big home run threat. And, you know, like I said, I bring a lot of adversity and mismatch to defense in the NFL, and uh, I'll get the job done. All right, well, uh, short and sweet to the point. And, uh, Matt, before, one more before we let you go. I'll give you the platform if you want to give any shout-outs or thank yous to anybody out there listening uh, along the way throughout the process. Uh, the, the stage is yours, my man. Yeah, I just want to, you know, give a shout-out to my family, you know. I love you guys. Um, you know, give a shout-out to my fiancé. I love you. And, like I said, give a shout-out to Georgia Southern. I uh, love you guys and uh, GATA. Well, you got a great support staff uh, around you, Matt, and your agent Craig is one of the best in the business as well. So, shout-out to him, too. And uh, I know he'll keep me posted on your progress leading up to and during the draft. We're looking forward to seeing where you land. Best of luck. Feel free to reach out. To me, at any time, you know, you have your CGS family, anytime you need those guys too. So uh, thanks for hopping on with us, and uh, best of luck in, in the next two weeks here. And, and uh, go knock them dead over there at the Buccaneers local day. Well, I will, and uh, thanks for having me on the station, and uh, best of luck to you too, Rick. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. That's Matt Breida, one of our top-rated running backs for the 2017 NFL Draft out of Georgia Southern a guy that really turned some heads. You talk about the NFL Draft Bible sponsored neck braces. This is going to be something we really have to issue for next year because, you know, some of these scouts, I knew Matt was going to turn heads at his pro day workout when we had him down at the College Gridiron Showcase. And, you know, I'm sure the scouts were breaking their necks, checking their stopwatches. Uh, you know, they had them in the low to mid four, three range. Again, five foot nine, 195 pounds. 
Durable running back, 42-inch vertical jump, 11-foot-2 broad, 4-3-4 shuttle, 6-8-5 on the three-cone, and then 23 bench press reps. Again, if he were invited to Indianapolis, he would have had the number one marks in a lot of categories, including the vert and the broad. Um, averaged 128 rushing yards per game for his career, about eight yards per carry. Um, again, one of the standout performers during his week of, of practice there at the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. And a name you need to know for the upcoming draft, just two weeks away, everybody. Again, we'll be on location, uh, balls to the wall all day long, at NFL Draft Bob. You can find us on Twitter. We do a pretty good job of putting everything we do up there, including this interview. And we've got a star-studded lineup this week. I know um, – Every day this week, 10 a.m., keep it locked right here. Tomorrow we'll have the Towson fullback, Emmanuel Holder. Uh, we have another guest we just booked for Friday. We're hoping to have UConn safety, Obi Melifamu, on Saturday. And uh, we're brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Uh, check out premierathleteadvisors.com, all your 2018 NFL draft prospects. And check out goparabolic.com while you're at it. If you're looking for a training facility next year, if you're already thinking about the NFL draft process and looking where to train. You can come in my neck of the woods, come get Jersey Strong, brand-new world-class training facility opening up in Manalapan, New Jersey. It's the largest on the East Coast, largest uh, east of the Mississippi. And, of course, NFLDraftBible.com, your home for the names you need to know since 2002. Of course, I was your host. Rick Saratella, RIC, and the place to be reporting here from the headquarters in New Jersey. Uh, we'll be back at it again tomorrow, 10 a.m., with the Emmanuel Holder of Towson. We'll go from the running back transition to the fullback transition tomorrow. So uh, keep it locked, everybody. Can't stop, won't stop. You know how we do it.